Good afternoon, Parkies. Welcome to another career podcast for spring 2021. This podcast is part of the Park Forum series, a virtual professional development event that will make new connections, spark insights, and build momentum in our shared interests in communications. I'm your host, Savannah Dames, and today I'm joined with Anna Dushan, founder and CEO of E3 Radio. Anna received a master's in communications in, 20, in 2007, and they're here to tell us what it's like to start and run your own business, how they got to where they are now, and all the advice they can share from their experiences after Park. Thank you for joining me today, Anna. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. My first question is, how did you decide radio was the industry you wanted to pursue and launch your own business with? For sure. So that started in undergrad. So I went to undergrad at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. And I was studying radio TV production and it was great. I wanted to be the next Robin Roberts on ESPN doing play-by-play announcing and the whole nine. Um, And then I quickly realized that there were certain expectations of what I was supposed to wear, look like as a, you know, female identified person on television. And I don't wear makeup. I do not you know, uh, fit the standards of what people expect when they turn on television. And I was like, this is not going to work Um, because there really are not any examples of masculine of center women on television. Even today, you can't name one on mainstream television. And and I was like, I don't think this is going to work for me. And I have been doing it, but I wasn't feeling it. And I ended up with an internship and a job over at a radio station in Des Moines, Iowa, turning on Tom Joyner in the morning. And for anybody that knows radio or black radio, Tom Joyner is a freaking legend. Okay, so I was like, this is going to be great. He's got a morning show. And so I could turn him on. And then I did like the weather and the traffic and news for Des Moines. And people would call into the station. They'd be like, oh, I love hearing your voice in the morning. It's so refreshing. This is great. I was like, this is the life. I can sit here in my pajamas (laughs) and talk to thousands of people and not have to be confined to these standards, these beauty standards that, you know, television imposes upon us. And I was like, this is the life. So after that, I I had my own radio shows, you know, and and Drake. I had a radio show at IC2. And I just really fell in love with the medium. I had always listened to the radio. My mother listened to it all the time. I mean, Chicago has a, just a big radio city. And as I learned more about it, it's truly, I think, a medium where people really trust what's being said hmm. because you don't have a visual, right, to hmm. distract you in any type of way. And there's a different, uh, I think people look at radio hosts differently than they look at television hosts. Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, I think there's a certain level of validity that comes with radio that's different than television. So all those things combined uh, led me down this path of radio. It sounded like it was always meant to be, though. Sounded like Mm. it's exactly what the medium was appropriate for. So I like that. Okay, so my second question, um, how or what helped you decide to launch your own business? And would you recommend like the entrepreneurship path? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to get this message out around women that I was learning about that I hadn't heard of before, didn't know before, who were really influential in civil rights movement, Black Panther movement, uh, the Fannie Lou Hammers of the world, um, for example. And I was just like, how can I tell more people about these amazing women? And I so I figured, oh, I could start a PSA campaign. I could syndicate them to college radio stations. It'll be great. Well, that did not work, friends. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and for a number of reasons. And so after a while of thinking about it, I decided I'd start my own radio show. I'll start my own station and I can just play my own freaking commercials and then I won't have this problem. 
Wow. And so that's really how we got started. I had my first show in November of 2009 on Blog Talk Radio and been going ever since as a passion project up until three months ago when I decided to quit my job, my full-time corporate gig and do this full-time. So I think to your second question around entrepreneurship, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better than having your fate in your own hands. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of work. I'm tired all the time. Let us not put no frills on this thing. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired doing my own thing. I'm tired working for myself and that there's no feeling better than that. And it's been, um, it's been a great ride these last three months. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm curious if COVID has impacted radio as much as it has other ones. Like, is it COVID proof? <laughs> you can do it anywhere. It's, it's COVID proof. It's yeah. 100% COVID proof, right? And media, though, is not. So, right, we're in a very dire place uh, with independent media outlets right now because it's the circle of life, right? So if small businesses are not making money because people aren't going outside because people can't go outside, that means that those small businesses are not spending advertising dollars with independent media outlets, which means those independent media outlets cannot pay the people writing the stories, you know, uh, telling the stories of our local neighborhoods. And so media has been hit really hard because of COVID. Um, so I'm hoping that the ecosystem can survive, but we've seen some folks not be able to do that because there is an expectation that the paper is just supposed to show up, but that's not how that works. And people need financial support. These, these media institutions need financial support to pay people for their time and their work and their diligence. It's, uh, it's difficult being a journalist, as you all know, it's not an easy thing to ask the hard questions to be up late at night after you've covered a story. Um, mm. those, those people deserve to be paid and it's tough right now. Yeah, well said. Third question. Um, I'm curious what a typical day in your life is like or like what are some of your responsibilities as founder and host? Yeah, so let's start with today. All right, so uh, I get up at 5 a.m. And wow. <laughs> Already, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wake up at 5 a.m. I got my own morning show. So I wake up at 5. If I'm really feeling it and not sluggish, I'm doing some stretching. I'm meditating in my prayer corner. I've got, then I turn on the news. I'm looking at MSNBC, CNN, Fox, uh, TMZ, BT, Love B. Scott, you know, oh all God. these places. Trying to, figure, trying to figure out what happened overnight, you know, like what are the stories, what's going on. Um, so that I can report, we go. I go live from eight to ten a.m. every single morning with Wake Up with Anna and Friends, which is my morning show. You all should tune in um, at e3radio.fm every morning. And then at that point, I usually I take a break. So I block off an hour of my day from 10 to 11 for whatever I want to do, whether that's sleeping or if I didn't get to pray or meditate that morning, I go and do that. Then uh, today I had my trainer come over. So uh, I had my training session from 10 to 11. And then I had a meeting today with the marketing team. So we work with a marketing team because y'all, if if you're doing something and don't nobody know it, <laughs> it's doing you no good. OK, sure. sure. Um, so I've got a team that handles our Instagram and Facebook posting. And let's be clear, it's not everything. Um, I can't pay them to post everything. I, I don't have a marketing department, but 
social is a place that you have to have a consistent presence. Mm -hmm. Um, People are going to look there to see, you know, are you active? What are you doing? What do you believe in? And so it's important to have a consistent message. So I had that meeting today. I'm talking with you, Savannah. And then I've got, we've been working on foundations and grants. And so I've got a interview about that today. So my day is usually filled with meetings, recordings, interviews. And at some point, I got to reconcile these books because it's, it's, I got to reconcile the books. I need to pay some people, write some checks. Um, and I'm often Googling um, something new or trying to figure out the most efficient way to do something or how can this best be done or what's the next best move. And there's always admin things. So, you know, I can sleep later. <laughs> sleep can be in my future. Right now, it's just about grinding, finding a groove. Um, and that's my typical day. That sounds like a lot. I'm curious how you managed before you made this your full time job, how you managed the radio and working a job. I did not sleep. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. There was there was not much sleep at all. I uh, and that's when I knew I knew years ago that I needed to transition if I really wanted to do the radio station full time that I that I needed to take the leap of faith. But you always make excuses. That's not the right time. I want to save up some money. Oh, we're looking to get a house. Oh, maybe we're looking to have some kids. Oh, maybe there's this. Oh, you know. And COVID really put a pause. Right. I think for everybody. And for me, it was a time of reflection. So thinking about how am I using using my time? Am I happy with how I'm using my time? So if I'm spending 15, 16 hours a day at this corporate job and then I'm only left with a few hours a day for what I'm really passionate about, is that making me a happy person? (laughs) That is not making me a happy person. And, um, you know, work life balance is really a myth. And you know what I'm saying? You have to create that for yourself. And the only way you can create that is if you are in control of your time. And and so that's really what pushed me to take the big leap, because there was just no way that I would have been able to make this thing successful if I wasn't doing it 16 hours a week. And then, you know, 16 hours a day, excuse me, and then giving anything else the extra time that I had. Well, that's really admirable. Honestly, good for you. Um, Next question. What has been the biggest challenge and reward with the radio station? Challenges every day. I'm learning something new. I should have, I got to do. So today it was payroll. First time I'm doing payroll. First time figuring out how much I'm supposed to pay people. (laughs) So, um, and the best way to pay people is with a business and looking to do accounting, right? I'm like, can I just cash out somebody? And they was like, do not, (laughs) do not cash out. That is not reconcilable. That is tempting. <laughs> and, 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 you know, little known fact, a lot of these business accounts at these banks, they don't support Zelle. Business accounts do not support Zelle. So I'm just like, well, that's silly. And so <laughs> I really have to write checks. I'm telling you, I don't even use paper, okay? I feel like I'm going back to 1952, okay? So, um, you know, so today is payroll. Uh, today was also figuring out some more HR things around systems for my people to track their time. Like what mm-hmm. makes the most sense with the systems that we're using and that is easy and that has an app and, and going to cost us an arm and a leg and my, you know, left toe, like what can we be doing? So I find myself the challenging parts of the things that you don't know, but I also want to be clear that that should not stop you because 
there will always be something that you don't know and you got to get into it to figure out what you don't know. You know a lot of things, right? And so at some point, the idea here is to expand to the point where you can get people who are experts in those areas. But until then, you got to kind of own it all. So um, I say that's one of the challenges. One of the opportunities and like most fulfilling pieces of this whole thing is when people tell me that they've listened, that they learned something, that they got something out of it, that it meant something to them, that this conversation is just, just what they needed. That type of stuff keeps me going um, every single day. Hmm. As far as the challenges, I feel like what a great opportunity to like expose yourself to like, maybe you would never have been responsible for accounts payable, you know, things like that. But now that you are, it's kind of a learning curve, but that's kind of fun. Uh, fun is strong words, man. <laughs> okay, it's, I respect fun. It's a, it's a learning lesson. <laughs> we can go with that. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious, um, and not necessarily at the college, but what do you wish you might have done differently if you were to like look back and redo the college experience? Like maybe like joining an organization, networking more, something along those lines. Yeah. So relationships is everything. And oftentimes I don't think we're taught how to really not only build relationships, but sustain them. Mm -hmm. And life takes you in a lot of different directions and, you know, you lose touch with people. That's just how life is. And relationship building and sustaining relationships is probably the key to success. It is absolutely not what you know. You can know a whole heck of a lot of stuff, but if you don't know who is going to get you into that position, it's about who you know and who they know and if they want to support you, you know? So I I would say I wish relationship building or networking was a course that people could take because it is essential. People support people. People do not support businesses. If you just happen to have a business, great. <laughs> you know, but people, you want to, you work with people who you like. Mm-hmm. You support people that you like. You support people that you're invested in. You know, that's why um, churches are so good. Churches flourish because people are invested in the community. Mm-hmm. You give your you give your tithes because it gives you something and you show up every week and you give your tithes and your offering and you feel good about it. Now, you know, are you investing that type of time and energy into other relationships, right? Church is a relationship. Are you doing the same thing with people in your life who come and go with your friends and needs nurturing? And uh, those are skills we're not taught how to do. So I've read some books, okay? Because I'm like... <laughs> This is this is what it's about, introducing yourself over and over and over again until that one person that hears your story and can help you take you to another level, you know, can make an impact. Here's what you got and wants to invest in what you're doing. I, I think it's easier said than done, but I absolutely agree. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. It's hard work. I talk all day. So I'm very clear that (laughs) um, there's a portion of the day where I'm talking and then there's a portion of the day where I'm doing the work about what I just finished talking Mm -hmm. about. Mm hmm. Okay. Last question. Uh, What's one tip that you could share with current students if they're looking to pursue a career like yours, maybe entrepreneurship or radio? Sure. Yeah. Find your passion. You got to find what you're willing to do every single day. You know, don't fall into the trap of a job um, or anything that's not going to be fulfilling. Find something that you really dig. Like if you dig art, then find out where all the artists are then and find out the artists that you admire and, and align yourself with them, right? Go to wherever they're at. I would encourage you to find that thing that you just can't let go 
and figure out how you're going to work it, you know, with your skill sets so that you can be a happy person, that your life can be filled with joy. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is to have to wake up every day and hate what you're about to go do. That is the worst. Life is too short. And COVID has shown us that, you know, we ain't got a lot of time. No. Time is a misnomer. Okay. Uh, So (laughs) use it, use whatever you got to the fullest. That's what I would say. Awesome. Okay. Well, that wraps up all my questions for you. Thank you so much for coming on the call. Yeah. Thanks for having me and everybody listening, please. Check out the radio station. We play yes. queer independent music all day long, every single day with an R&B hip hop vibe at either number three radio.fm. And we're coming out with an app here soon. We're about to do oh. a, yeah, we're about to do a crowdfunding campaign, about to put music and podcasts into one place that are curated by Black, Brown, and QT Pop creatives. And uh, I'm ex- crazy excited about it. It's called The Cube. And so check us out when you get a chance, Q-U-B-E. Perfect. I'll put all this in the description too. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Thanks, Savannah. Thanks for having me. See you later. As we continue these podcasts, we'd love to know what communication professionals you'd enjoy learning more about. Email me, Savannah Dames, at sdames at ithaca.edu or Julia Batista, co-host and brand ambassador for We Are Next, if you have any suggestions. Till next time, Parkies. The Park Podcast Series is a production of the Career Development Office at the Roy H. Park School of Communications at Ithaca College. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Savannah Dames, and Julia Batista, and produced by Teddy Byrne. Park Podcast Series is copyrighted 2021, Ithaca College, all rights reserved.